I spend at least half an hour or an hour a day on Twitter, just reading through, following a lot of the people who play our, our game, a lot of our community. I just want to see what, what the sentiment is like. I want to hear what the people on the front line are saying. I want to, I want to understand what pain points there are. Where, where are we today? You, you learn a lot by listening to your community, right? That's Chris, co-founder of Virtually Human Studios. They've raised over $20 million and are backed by funds like A16Z. My biggest takeaway is focusing on your community. How do you build together? Listen to them, not let them have have a final say but again back to my point that you need to understand and collect the data if 90% of them are saying the same thing there's probably something about that but also is we give them access to our API so they actually can get the data from our game and our ecosystem and build these complex front end home pages which actually assist people in playing the game just a few examples of how they work alongside their customers listening to them but not letting them lead it's a great episode you're going to learn a lot boom Hey, welcome to Sit Down Startup Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell, former founder and VC. I now work at Zendesk for Startups, where we offer six months free use of Zendesk for qualified high growth companies. Welcome to Sit Down Startup Zendesk Founder Podcast. So excited to have you here. I want to make it known for everyone. Chris and I actually recorded another episode, but I deleted it 100% my fault. Uh, it's a crazy situation, but yet Chris just told me that it's okay to fail. And look at him, he's spending a whole nother 30 minutes with me to, to do another recording. So he's actually putting his money where his mouth is. Thank you, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. And, and yeah, just to elaborate on that, um, we could do a whole separate podcast on uh, on what a, you know, zero fail culture that we're actually got mm. out there in, 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 in society. And, and I think we need to help, you know, you know, walk, walk the walk and change the narrative because, um, you know, as a father of uh, three kids, you know, they come home and they're afraid to make mistakes. That's mm. that's not how it should be because the real world, we make a lot of mistakes and we learn from them. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about some today uh, in terms of, you know, establishing Zed Run and virtually human studios and everything else. And that's, that's such a good point. Well, thanks for, you're actually walking it out. That's really exciting. So just give everyone an overview of first virtually human um, when you founded it, how much money it's raised or how big it became, just for anyone who isn't aware. Yeah, so um, Virtually Human Studios is a studio co-founded by myself and, and three other co-founders. Uh, we started in 2018. Um, uh, you know, my background is uh, digital graphics, digital graphics for film and games and creative direction in there, uh, as well as exploring emerging technologies at a University of Technology uh, level. Um, but then in 2018, you know, blockchain was a thing, uh, uh, we were dabbling in it and we came up with a concept, which, um, was, you know, digital horse racing on blockchain. So basically democratizing digital horse racing, um, letting everybody, and then using the power of blockchain to, you know, prove that you actually own these digital assets. Right. And I don't want to say the acronym, but it is the one called NFTs. Uh, but you know, don't let the FUD uh where are you because <laughs> uh it's the power beneath the nfts which is really powerful and, uh, and that's the technology that is blockchain technology uh using that to create entertaining experiences is what we want to do uh where we give you know our users and people who uh, try our experiences ownership over certain elements of the experience and if they choose to so you can own a digital racehorse you can breed more digital racehorses you have to uh uncover what they do, how, where they run best. And, uh, and then you race them. Uh, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a simple concept in, in, in it, but, but building it is not that simple when you're building it on new technology. So, uh, to my point before we made a lot of mistakes, 
we still make a lot of mistakes, but you know, you uh, you win some, you learn some, and uh, and you fail fail forward. So, mm. and that's you know. that's amazing. And you've raised about twenty million dollars plus we, in that. Yeah, we we had a really successful uh, Series A, which was great, uh, backed by TCG and um, and AC sixteen. Uh, among others, uh, where we raised around $21 million, uh, and as well as like, I think we were known for the drops that, you know, stopped the world in terms of when we were selling our horses, our Genesis horses back in 2019, you know, it was very uh, accustomed to actually drop, create these drops where people would race in and, you know, and here we made a lot of mistakes. I mean, we had servers go down and we had multiple failed drops, like many other projects had at that time, because we're trying something new and I, we were just weren't aware of the demand, but that was really cool because, you know, we sold uh, for, you know, millions of dollars of racehorses as well, which uh, then, you know, then boomed our project and, and, and backed us. And uh, yeah, here we are four years later and we're still building um, and we're still doing, you know, making amazing iterations to this ecosystem. It's, it's, I like to call it an ecosystem, not a game, because the vision is of course, uh, long-term play where it's a, it's a, it's a greater ecosystem for all players to come in and, and, and take part in and contribute to as well. Right. Mm. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about metaverse, the fluid term there is, but you know, this is our contribution and uh, mm. we have some thoughts on that. And I, I love it. Well, what was one of the lowest moments in your journey back when you yeah. started it to now? Well, before we, we did those drops, we were, we were bootstrapping. Our, I mean, we had a very little, uh, little funding so you know it's funny because you know innovation doesn't come without taking risk right like you got to be willing to bet, bet on yourself you got to be willing to take a chance and you know uh all us founders we left some pretty cruisy um cruisy jobs uh, i can speak for myself i was at a university where i was leading up a a really cool uh research you know educational facility uh, with focus on emerging technologies um, and everybody, you know, this was the first time in my career where people said, oh, you got a real job. Because before that, I was always just doing, you know, animation for films or creative direction on projects. You know, you jump around, you're a freelancer, right? You're a consultant. Um, but this was the first time that I got labeled for having a real job. Again, change the narrative world. Um, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my, my son just jumped in. You're good. <laughs> What's it's that? uh it's quarter he, he wanted lollies and he's getting them because i'm that's here. amazing that um, makes me happy we should we need to keep that in that makes yeah. me so happy because that's the world yeah. that we're in right now there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing that's that's what that's what a you know bedroom startup's all about right i love um, it <laughs> no, you can keep it in that's all cool i should i should feature him next time no but so <laughs> but so the lows are of course you know there's moments there where you don't know if this is going to work like you bet on yourself and you you, you worry that you know, you know, in a few months time, we're going to run out of money. And how do we how do we keep people on board? And how do we keep building? Right? So we were then fortunate enough to have this these drops and, 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 and retain some money. And then that, of course, the knock on effect there was, um, we were able to, you know, raise some serious money that's bootstrapped us really well. Um, mm. So um, yeah, but you know, again, we're moving into a, a very uh, delicate time where we're big companies as well are, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there where, you know, this is not 2021 anymore, where the hype yeah. was at its highest, where we've come down again now, we're in a bit of a bear market, but we like to call it a build market. Uh, and to the people out there who are, who, who, who are betting on themselves, you know, just stay true, but be smart, right? It's mm. time to kind of uh, 
prepare for winter, right? R ration or ration mm -hmm. or, or whatever. So yeah. And everybody's feeling it. All the big companies too. So a hundred percent in that lowest moment, is there a word that you, that someone could have shared with you? Cause I, I, I imagine there's a lot of founders who are listening right now who are feeling yeah. that like same kind of moment. Is there something you would have shared with yourself that would be helpful for them? Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to seek advice. Um, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, be transparent. Um, you know, don't stop backing yourself, but, but be, be self-critical, right? Like really don't forget to be rational. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really important. And some people do like, just go, no, this is the way and that's good on them. And, and, and you know what? And it, at the end of the day, it's, it's okay to, uh, again, use that word fail because it is just learning experiences, right? Like uh, uh, if you fail, you learn, right? You just get back up and you can do it again. And I think, you know, I mentioned to you, like, not only do I, I believe that I've got it tattooed on my arm, you can't see it here because it's blurry, but in here it says, you know, you win some, you learn some, right? Mm. And make sure that, so, uh, you know, that uh, the, the true quote was, of course, you lose, but I, I, I hate saying that. You, I mean, I don't believe anybody is, is a loser. I just think, you know, we get the dealt, the cards we get dealt and, and, um, and like anything, you can be unlucky and like anything, you can be lucky, you know, and if the timing's not there, it will come. You just got to persevere. And it's, it, that's, I guess, fall in love with the process, right? Mm. Cause it's, mm. it's, you know, um, it's a grind, but you know, it's anything worth doing is hard work, right? Like, so just gotta, yeah, stay with it. And, um, yeah, re reach out and get advice and, 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 and lean on people around you and, 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 and listen, really listen. Awesome. I think, I think, I think that's the best advice I could give. Man, that's so helpful. Well, thank you. I hope that's helpful for some people now on the other side, because the, the success that you had uh, was incredible. And can you tell us maybe some, like one of the most impactful early growth strategies or tactics before the hockey stick moment? Yeah. I mean, we, we wanted to go, um, we wanted to go viral, right? Like we wanted to, and, and honestly, if, if there was a, <laughs> If there was a remedy for vi virality, it wouldn't have its name, right? Like that's the reason why it's called viral. There is no way of depicting how to to do this. Um, but what we did was we 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 put a lot of runs on the board and we put a lot of uh, work out there. Having said that, we we never really marketed. We haven't done any like paid marketing, so we were you know pretty lucky with our with our uh, the timing i would say because this was the peak of you know nba top shots just came out people had just sold his you know 5000 days of summer or 500 days of summer whatever that big art piece he sold for a ridiculous amount so the focus was on this new technology and this new tokenization of digital uh, digital goods right which is called non-fungible tokens which is the word i will try not to say as much um, especially in our outward facing narrative. But again, that, that technology is amazing. Tokens are amazing, right? Not only just for art, but for music, uh, but also for our own personal goods, you know, and in the future, we'll, there'll be a lot more things that are going to be tokenized, right? It's, it's about getting runs on the board and just trying. Like, uh, I think the best advice I could say is don't, um, don't overthink it, right? Like nothing is perfect, right? Nothing's permanent and nothing's finished um there's there's a rule which i which i which i love and it's actually from colin powell uh, if you remember him <laughs> he yeah. created the 40 70 rule if you if you've got 40 percent of an idea there and you believe in it 40 percent, and between 70 percent, go for it don't wait till over 70 percent. 
and don't go below 40%. Like if your belief system is between the 40 and 70, you should go for that idea and just test it out, you know, because otherwise there's a thing called procrastination and you're going to hold yourself back and you're going to self doubt. You're going to go, Oh, is it going to work and whatever you got to, you got to throw these things out and you got to test them and then hmm. listen to the data, right? Like listen to the reaction, understand what impressions this, if it's a post, you know, do the analytics, get somebody on your team who's good at analytics and then can feed that back to your team. Cause that that's really uh what's going to navigate you through the storm. Mm, that's really good. And so you, um, was there a specific channel that you started with, or could you tell us more about like a testing, like the actual testing approach you did to, to iterate? Um, or was it the first thing you tried and then it just blew up? Oh, no, we, we tried a, a couple of different things. I mean, the first thing we did really to test the market was create just horses without a game. Right. Mm. So the, the originality was these just 2d plane vector graphic horses, just to put a tester out there. And once uh, Rob and Chris, uh, they saw this, they actually saw that people are buying these and selling them just out of speculation, right? Remember the, the in 2018 and 2017, 2018 and 2019, all the way to 21, most of this hype was fed by speculation, right? Speculation is what's really hyped this up really, right? Yeah. But, but, but there's also rationalization, like all these, I'll talk about all these like PFP projects, right? Everybody wants to be the next blue, blue chip board ape and crypto punk. And they did really well. They hit the timing, right? They did something right. Again, if you talk to them, I don't know if they're going to put a finger on it. I think it's just, it just, it was just also a lot of chance, right? Artwork was different. People bought into it. I mean, that's, well, they obviously had some influences behind them, which is the news these days, but we won't talk about that. Um, so yeah, so for us, um, it was when we saw the data of these people, actually, there's an appetite through the data. Then we went, all right, let's, let's, let's build a game. And so we built a prototype um, of the game. That's where I kind of stepped in with my 3D background and knowledge. And once we had that prototype, we had like a proof, proof of concept, like a POC. Um, or uh, MVP, minimum, minimum, minimum viable product that we could then present uh, to get our first kind of round of funding and uh, to just bootstrap us for that first you know, year and a half. And um, yeah, man. And then from there, we were, we, again, we were worried that we were going to run out of funds and then, and then the drop happened. And again, is, is, was that something we did? I like to say, yes, of course, it was something we did, but I also rationally can say, you know, there was a hype train there um yeah man that's amazing so it's it's first just like doing the lightest test ever with just creating the horse and seeing and this is such a great yeah. like metaphor as well um <laughs> you literally just created the course not the racetrack and you just saw what happened and there was enough interest where people were actually like, trading on it that you're like there's something exactly here. yeah people bought and, into the speculation and the, the hope of this was going to become a game right yeah and, and if you bought the horses back then man like I remember when we were actually, even after then, when we started building the game, I was telling my mom, like, hey, mom, you should probably buy a few of these horses. I was telling my friends, too, look, this is what I'm doing. Maybe buy a few. You never know, right? And back yeah. then, they were like $10 a pop, right? Like 20 bucks a pop. Those horses ended up selling for like crazy amounts. Again, supply and demand and speculation. There was a huge demand, right? Wow. And, um, and, and so we had horses sell for like, you know, 15 grand. Uh, but then, but then resell after they, they were raced and, and proved that they were actually really strong horses and could, you know, and again, the whole point of the game and for the people who want to play it this way is that you can make a return, right? You can actually race and, and bring back value. And, and um, in that sense, you know, there was a horse, 
I think, what was it? Supreme, no, Breathless Edge. It sold for something like $280,000, right? And, but this horse is a dominant horse in, in this ecosystem full of like 200,000 horses and 50,000 uh, 50, stable owners, right? So it's, it's in the long term, who knows? You probably make your, your and, and as the ecosystem grows, it's like betting on LeBron James or Michael Jordan, right? That is so interesting, man. So help us between after you had, you're starting to build the track metaphorically, you knew there was something there. What yeah. were some of the channels of distribution that you used in the early days? that were really the same ones the same ones we use today i mean you have it you have to have a discord channel you want to you want to funnel in your your community into one spot and and a hater hater love discord it's the one that they use it's the gamer kind of centric discord channel mind you be really careful with discord there is a lot of and again over the years i've seen so many hustles and so many fake accounts and people being scammed so really do your due diligence don't just again people can pose as other people but anyway Discord is a great place um, for communities. You can even make membership private clubs and whatnot within that. And, and, and that's where you really want to keep your, like your, your heart because you want to bring people into that funnel. And this is where you, you relay all the key information. You heard it here first is Discord, right? Then, then you go Twitter. Twitter is an absolute beast and is, is, is definitely the place where I spend, you know, I try to spend at least half an hour or an hour a day on Twitter just reading through what my feed and i'm following a lot of the people who play our, our game a lot of our community i just want to see what the what the what the sentiment is like you know again back to data i want to hear what the people on the front line are saying i want to i want to understand what you know pain points are where where are we today you, you learn a lot by listening to your community right mm -hmm. and this is the beauty i think about building in web3 is you're building alongside them right like because our game is still in beta today and we're making leaps and bounds and improvements all the time, but we're, we're going to stay in beta until we're happy with the final product. Right. And, and to give you a, just a, a I mean, as a, a reference point, you know, and we're not Google, but Google was in beta for seven years until they were. were so, so we're, we're, I'm using that seven year mark as kind of like, Hey, we're allowed to do this as we, as we figure out the balance. Right. Um, and then you're doing it next to your community. And I think what's so beautiful and important if you are building and if you are founding and building a, a project is to involve the community somehow. Have, let, you know, listen to them, let them have, a, not let them have the final say, but again, back to my point that you need to understand and collect the data. If 90% of them are saying the same thing, there's probably something about that thing that you should look at, right? And, um, and, and also what we do is we give them access to our API so they actually can get the data from our game and our ecosystem and build these complex uh, front end homepages, which actually assist people in playing the game. So we've got things like Hawku, uh, Know Your Horses, uh, Dan Shan, who is a famous community member, controversial dude, shout out to him. He's uh, built something called the blood tool, which, which really goes in and gives you a, a competitive edge if you decide to use it, right? And so being able to enable other coders and builders to attach their additional layers of, you know, uh, front end systems onto our ecosystem, that only grows it, right? And the, the best, I mean, it's a creator economy, right? And, and the best in the gaming sense for people out there who, who, who I need to, if I bring it down to a, like a layman term is Fortnite and, uh, and, and then there's Roblox, right? And what happened with Fortnite was 
they noticed that these kids were not, or not kids, also adults, were hanging, were playing the game, right, which was the battle royale, but then they were hanging around in the lobby, just shooting, talking and hanging out, right? And so um, they figured, like, all right, let's give them some tools to not just hang out, but build. And Fortnite Creative happened. And what happened is the exponential growth then of you're now empowering creativity, right? And you're fostering inclusivity. And with blockchain, you can now drive prosperity, right? So those kind of are three pillars of a, what you call a meaningful metaverse. Um, and, and, and if you can engage your community to become a builder with you and for you, alongside you, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to, you're going to see exponential growth. So again, I'm just kind of alluding to stuff that we're thinking about at Virtually Human, but also at Zed Run, like imagine running or hosting your own tournament on your own track that you designed with your own horse skins and your own prize pools and maybe your own sponsorships, right? Like that's, that's, am that's amazing, man. We're, we're right at time here. The last question yeah. is just, what, what's your superpower as a founder? Mm. Passion. Passion. Um, I didn't give you any prep on that one, so that was instant. I love it. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think I think if people ask you who who I am, I think they say he's passionate, um, but also caring. You know, like I think that passion passion is an emotional thing, and I think I'm a creative dude, so I wear my. Well, not only do I wear sleeves, but I wear my my heart on my sleeves. You know, so if you see me uh, upset, I'll be upset. If you see me happy, I'll I'll I'll, I'll breathe happiness. As a, as, a, as a leader, you have to learn to control that. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And I always will be, that'll be a lifelong project for me. Um, I mean, always be learning, right? You gotta keep growing, nobody's perfect. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think passion and belief in, the, in, this, in this space is, 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 is number one. And then, you know, um, I like to have fun and I like to, think, I like to make people smile. And I think it's important that we, we, we have fun when we build as well. And I think, again, that kind of comes back into the creativity and the passion and the emotional context of, 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 of self, right? Um, mm. Tell me more about that, the daily searching that you do on Twitter to understand your audience and scanning of Discord. Like, what are you looking for? Is there an example of something that you've actually changed as a result of that? Like, how are you categorizing that? Yeah, good, good really, really good question. And there's, there's, I think it's just being open to feedback which is probably very hard and not taking things personal um mm. so being able to read i mean i've had a lot of death threats <laughs> in some ways uh, and a lot of things said about me in dms and, and stuff like that which is which you know what it comes with the territory and it's about also just understanding compartmentalizing and going you know what i don't blame you for being upset the, ext the extremities of your reaction are maybe not my kind of style but i understand <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. And I'll always try to meet people who, a lot of players DM me, if they just are just ranting and calling me names, of course, I'm not going to answer, you know, there's no point. But if they're actually wanting a conversation, I'm happy to sit down and spend five minutes to, to write a, you know, to have a conversation with them, to get to understand what it is that they're annoyed about. And maybe furthermore, elaborate them on what it is the experience is like behind the scenes, right? Because I think nothing is ever what it seems, right? Like perception, you can say that, you know, perception is reality. What, 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 what people are privy to on a surface level, there's reasons why we make certain decisions. And of course, we're not privy to share those for, for obviously business reasons, but, but, but there's, there's, always, there's always reasons behind certain decisions, right? But what I'm looking for to answer your question is just 
is repetitive um, if the same kind of uh, sentiment is coming up, right? If someone is really happy about something, I'm also looking at the positives. If I see that repeat happiness, that's a good thing. Then I take that back and I can and I can show it to the team and go, look, this is great, you know. Uh, but if I see repeat unhappiness and it's the, sharing the same sentiment about something, whether it's a uh, something we've just released or or something they're upset about, then it's worth bringing back to the team as well and going, you know, is this something we should we should react on? Is there do we have a response for this? Do we do we need to do anything about this, right? And then we have a, a you know an internal discussion. And it's, again, it's not as easy as just responding and going, ah, oh, blah, 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 because you might open up a can of worms. You gotta, re, you gotta be mindful that you are a business. And you know, we, we as a business now have investors, right? And we're protecting their interests as well as our own. And uh, you know, so as, as kind of honest and open and, and like, no, this is because this and this and this, you wanna go, you just, you can't give away trade secrets on Twitter, right? Like you just, you're just, <laughs> That's not what we're about, but but I think there's a middle ground where you can meet people and give them that kind of clue that, hey, this, this, this is done for a reason and, and you might not make sense to you now, but just wait, like it is a longer mm -hmm. game. So uh, we're, and, and again, everything we do and, and it would be silly not to, everything we're building and doing is in the best intention to retain and grow this ecosystem. And that's not just for our own good, which of course it is, right we're, we're being founders and creators of the space but it's important that we foster a healthy ecosystem so it benefits everybody involved right and, and and that's really the key to any healthy community right is that everybody has equal equal gains right and then yeah. so that's that's really important chris this has been amazing. Thank you so awesome. much for your time and and just sharing the inspirational story uh, i I know it's going to help a lot of founders. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, I hope we're recording too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't make that mistake twice because I think that's another issue. If yeah, we can make right. mistakes, but let's try not to make them twice. <laughs> the same ones. And sometimes you do, man, and it's okay, right? Like, just, I, just, yeah. Just go with it. All right. Hey, Dude, um, Chris. Yeah, appreciate you. And if there's a shout out, I can do it. It's, um, you know, go check out Z.run. Let Boom. us know. And let yeah. us know what you think, you know? hundred percent. What's the exact URL if you want to share it and we can Z Z dot run. So Z awesome. Z Zorro <laughs> Echo Diamond dot Roger Umbrella Nigeria. Boom. There you go. If you can't get that, then yeah. <laughs> That's Z dot run, baby. All right. Z dot run, man. Chris, thank you so much. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you want to learn more about Zendesk for Startups and our free offer, please check out our website at zendesk.com startups.